As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. All right, Andrew, hit us with the Sif Spoil theme song for this week. Walk like an Egyptian, ding, 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 ding. but run like Tom Cruise can. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Very nice, very nice. Uh, welcome to the Sift Spoil spoiler cast where the theme song is different every week because, come on, something should still be a surprise. Uh, we're going to go over <laughs> The Mummy and talk about uh, everything that we want to, spoiling everything. A couple things. Number one, if you haven't listened to the podcast, uh, listen to the Sift Pop podcast first because we're not going to rehash all those points we made about the movie in general. We're just going to kind of hit on some spoiler stuff. Number two, if you haven't seen the movie, turn this off now or at least pause it until you have because uh, it'll be very confusing to you because we're just going to jump all around and you won't. We're not going to take the time to explain things to you. <laughs> I don't know why, but in my head, I thought you said if you're watching the movie, turn it off now. Like you were <laughs> no. I'm like, it wasn't that bad, Aaron. <laughs> if you're watching this film, who are you? Yeah. Uh, no, no. Uh, but yes, I would highly encourage you see a film before you listen to the Sif Spoil because uh, as far as we're concerned, you have seen it. Isn't it fascinating that this is a mummy movie that never takes place in Egypt? Yeah, well, I mean, I guess the, <laughs> the beginning, the, the and, beginning, and then they move her body, yeah, to then, Iraq, to yeah. Iraq. Yeah. So I want to know how that happens. How long <laughs> did they travel before they just said, "This is good"? <laughs> Thousands um, of miles. And- here, this is where yeah. we bury our mummy. Yeah, uh, forty years, I think, is technically the amount of time it takes to walk through a desert. At least I read that somewhere. <laughs> yeah, um, I think they kept going in circles. Yeah, that's true. That's true. They, they did, did they, around they, their GPS was broken. <laughs> that's true. Uh, until they found the land flowing with milk and mummies. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Aaron. Uh, okay, milk and mummies. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so, what do you guys want to talk about? What's some stuff you want to spoil? Do you want to talk about Jake Johnson right off the bat? I hate or- that. Yeah, I want to talk about, so he gets bit by a non-venomous spider and turns into a zombie, pretty much. Yeah. So I hated a that A lot character. of this movie felt like a zombie movie. The yeah. mummies in this feel very yeah. zombie-ish. Didn't they? Yeah. I w- okay, there's, uh, let's talk about him, but there's other stuff I want to talk sure, about. Sure, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, okay, so he turns into a zombie that only Tom Cruise can see. Yeah. It's the, it's the, they America stole that right from, from, yeah, so he's like a ghost zombie. Yeah. So he's yeah. like a ghost not a zombie, or was, is he? I think he's a ghost, not a zombie. Well, here's yeah. the thing: it doesn't. It just. It just brings home that 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 character doesn't work on two levels. It doesn't work on a tonal, you know, level. It's completely 
really off, and it doesn't work on an understanding level. Like, what is going on? Like, hey, thanks for bringing me back to life, man. <laughs> There's one of those examples of a character saying exactly what's happening on the screen. Yeah. Like, at the end, like, okay, so they show up, and he's obviously not a zombie at the end, right? Yeah. And then he has yeah. to say, just so the audience makes sure we know that Tom Cruise brought him to Well, we got that. We understood yeah. Tom Cruise can bring people to life now. Yeah. You don't have to say that. Okay. Uh, is Tom Cruise the devil now? See, that's the thing. Yes, he is. He's Satan now, right? Tom Cruise like, is Satan now, or right? Or at least has Satan in him. Yeah. Like, uh, what is evil in this universe? What I mean, like, what okay. what happened? Yeah. Well, well they that's, said, they that's said what that, they talk about in uh, Russell Crowe. That's what he talks about, right? The yeah. different forms of evil. Yeah. yeah. I guess we can say to- or Russell Crowe is Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde now, which I liked. I liked it. Not going to lie. Yeah, but I would have liked it in a different movie yeah i that's what i said the thing about um it's not the it's better than league of gentlemen because that whole section felt like the league of gentlemen to me well, yeah yes, he's not yeah. he's not very Mr. nervous in this one you know what it felt like to me <laughs> this is going to be a weird weird uh comparison for most people i think have you ever seen the tv show once upon a time where uh disney has taken like all of their characters i've heard about and, it, yeah. and put them in well heck uh, dr jekyll and mr hyde was one of the characters on that show as well huh. that whole scene where he's introduced felt to me like it was on that tv show like it was just like yeah. oh and here's another famous monster character that we're throwing in because it's a universe there's and... a lot of easter eggs in this movie man you had the creature from the black he's lagoon's the... hand in the mason yeah. jar and uh you had the book from the original Mummy. Yeah, did you did you notice that, Josh? The 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 book of the living from the Brendan Fraser Mummy was in this. She hits the guy over the head yes, with it. Yes, 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 and that's what. Yes, I didn't. Um, and I didn't love it. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, I didn't love any of it. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say, Doctor uh, John, Mister Hyde. I did read somewhere like that's the only public domain. Everybody else is a universal monster, but he's like the only public domain. Really? Yeah. So he doesn't even fit in the universe technically. Only in the sense that he fits in every universe. Right, yeah. He's public domain for sure. That is cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, you you yourself could do a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde movie right now and nobody would own the rights to it. One with a mustache, one without. (laughs) That that would be my Mr. Hyde, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, um... Uh, I'm Dracula's just... or the vampire skull that was the other thing in the, yeah. his, the, his lab mm-hmm. so the fangs yeah. we, we got on to Russell Crowe talking about how sorry there's no 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 we, it was totally my fault but uh, we were talking <laughs> about how different religions have different names for the same thing so right. in the Egyptian mythology Set is actually what the Christians refer to as Satan right. so it's all the same gotcha. thing right yes. that's what yeah. I was trying to that's what I was yes. led to understand oh right? yeah that's what, I think that's what the movie was saying okay so now Tom Cruise is set slash Satan. Yes, or or in, but he at least inhabited by. Him? Yeah, it, it's it's. I mean, yes, that is uh, apparently and apparently because he stabbed himself. Maybe he has some control. So so the person who stabbed. I mean, none of this was ever really. What would no. be the difference mentioned. between her stabbing him and him stabbing? That's himself? a great question that the movie doesn't even <laughs> take an attempt to answer. <laughs> because it's because like he's, movie. Stopping, he's stopping her from stabbing him the whole time, and then he stabs himself. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. I don't know if if somehow that would have given her control over him. Nobody ever said that. That was never in in amongst the you know minutes and minutes of exposition. Nobody expositioned that. So 
I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I have no idea why. I'm why guessing that that's what they were saying. They were saying if she had stabbed him, she would have controlled him. But since he stabbed himself, he was able to work, do his own thing and fight her yeah. so that he wasn't her slave. I guess is what they're trying to say. But nobody ever said that. The movie's message seems to be uh, let evil into <laughs> your life so that you can do good with it. Right. Yeah. Like that's like. Is there something there? About- I thought it was along the lines of you can let evil into your life as long as you know how to control it. <laughs> yeah, something like that. It's I don't know. That that whole ending was just super Hated annoying. That to ending. Me. Hated yeah. it. And, yeah. And uh, they're so now the devil is a tomb raider. Yes, because that's what they were going to do. They were going to loot the te- the pyramids of Giza. Yes. <laughs> so he was already evil. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, here's another He's question. He's the devil with the uh, the khaki tunic. Does uh, does Princess Aminet have control over anything that's dead? Because all of a sudden she was a Templar Knight mummy ruler. Like, they were bowing yeah. to her and stuff. How does she have control over them? She never did anything to them. Yeah. Well, because, movie. Yeah. Yeah. She did. She's just the one that said rise. She's the one that told him to, to wake up. <laughs> that's right. She, she knew how to pronounce that word. Yeah. So... Yeah. <laughs> that happened. In her own language. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I did not, yeah. Okay, so there... Uh, there the, was so much about that, yeah, I did not, like, I, didn't, I just didn't understand it, and I don't... So, yeah, Josh, you were talking it. about how your favorite scene in this movie, we can talk about it now, is the Vomit Comet scene, with the plane crashing. Yeah, yeah. mine too, actually. That's yeah. my, my favorite scene in the movie, too. Yeah, that's what the... T- it's the only scene that feels like... Um, anybody creative had had anything to say in it well and, and it has the only real touch of character in the entire movie when he gives her the parachute right? and pulls you know pulls her ripcord and then yeah. goes down with the plane like that's the only thing of substance that happens with any of these characters in the movie that was the trailer i don't know if you knew that but the oh, was it that was the trailer oh my goodness so the best scene right, in the movie is go. the trailer <laughs> so and, then, and then just the words of the mummy pop up wow after the so you see the plane like the plane right before mm-hmm. it cuts to the ground and then just the mummy. And also for a universe where death and decay happen and have to be reversed by, mm-hmm. you know, by her, like she has to, you know, suck their life force out or whatever to start rebuilding herself, which is which is the same as other mummy movies, including the one, you know, 1999. Yeah. Um, in a world where that stuff is real, somebody please tell me how his body is in one piece uh, after that plane crash. Like, it, it, give me something to understand yeah. how he was protected, because it would have made more sense if he was mangled and destroyed, and then she, and then she like pieced him back together or something. But I, like, or we saw it happen if that was the case. Yeah, or we saw something happen, like you know, like Glinda the Good Witch puts a bubble around him and he floats out of the plane or something. I don't know, but just you know, uh, there's uh, what force field is keeping his body from being destroyed? Because this universe. Is a, you know, the bodies do decay. It's yeah. not like, you know, there's some weird physical yeah. immortality to them. Yeah, the non-consistency with that. And then if the, if he doesn't get hurt in a plane crash, then how is Mr. Hyde beating the crap out of him? <laughs> yeah, all that stuff. Like, <laughs> right. Like, yeah. When does he get to be invulnerable and when doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. know why, but I, <laughs> Hyde, I, I keep coming back to it, man. Hyde really worked for me, man. I thought I, it was cool. I'm not, I am not opposed to what you're saying. I just, not in this movie. Like, okay. it just, that scene didn't work for me. I, I think there's something interesting with the way he's portraying that character. So, let's talk about, it's Prodigium, right? That's the name of the organization? Prodigium? 
You're probably yeah. right, yeah. Okay. So what so. do you think about that? How that's setting up the universe, how I like that stuff, Jekyll but... is the one in charge of all that and that's going to move. I like that stuff, forward. but this is what I'm talking about with the difference between Iron Man and this movie. That stuff could have been an after credit scene or, you know, something that says, "Oh, hey, there might be more to this universe." Totally let, get it. Let us focus on this character, this story, what's important here. And then if we fall in love with it, you get to make your universe. But, you know, you're just you're forcing your right from the opening title. You're forcing your dark universe on us. You know, yeah. the universal logo yeah. turns into the dark universe logo. Which I want to know how they got that from D.C., by the way. Dark what dark universe? Is that a D.C. thing? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, it, um, it seemed really cocky. Yeah, exactly. It just it There's seemed an like they were. It. Le- yeah, it was very. <laughs> yeah. And they are universal. So I guess there's an air of arrogance, you know, yeah. in that you've got that name behind you. But yeah, like don't don't presume, especially after the DC universe, don't presume yeah. that we're just going to suck it in and chew it up. You because know? I've said this about Wonder Woman recently too. If Wonder Woman was the first movie in the DC universe, I think they're dealing with a whole different love for their characters and franchises. Because then you get to set up Batman versus Superman. Then you get to set up, you know. Uh, justice league okay so yeah now that i've thought about it and i'm okay talking about because we've all said okay yeah i don't this didn't make sense to me either i'm comfortable saying this didn't make sense to me okay every single time there was a cutaway to a new scene there were sparks that turned into coins (laughs) i think it was just a a spark effect i didn't i mean it looked like a coin when it got close to the screen but yeah but it it didn't make sense what what did that what did that mean? That's true. That was there ever a moment where she made fire like that or something? No, <laughs> I don't know. Okay, thank goodness it didn't make sense. To I don't either. know either. Yeah, <laughs> this movie. It was like, oh, we forgot to take that out. Yeah, <laughs> it was. A, it was a joke in the edit, and they forgot to take it out. Yeah, something like that. Um. Yeah. So, and, and let me just we we've kind of talked about it, but let me just get this straight. This is how you understood it. At the end of the movie, his big character choice is to either destroy the the ruby thing, which will destroy everything, right? Like, then he's good to go. Once that's destroyed, Set is not able to inhabit somebody, right? Yeah. So he can either destroy that ruby, but he's this this girl that he met a week ago, met a week ago <laughs> would be dead, or he can stab himself, and become, become inherently evil, and raise her from the dead. Yeah, I think yeah. he made the wrong choice. Ah. I'm just going to throw this out here. Yeah, <laughs> I think I, I think the ends I think don't he, justify the means in this case. I think he did too. <laughs> I also just I mean this is a spoil. This not a spoil. This is a mess up within the mess up. But what kind of ruby shatters whenever you just bang it on the concrete <laughs> one time? Yeah, it's not I, a ru- That's a little. That's a kid's toy. That's not a real thing. Yeah, that's, that's a sucker a real... ring. And uh, why didn't why didn't Prodigium <laughs> just break the ruby? Why were they trying to keep it? I don't know. Because they're studying evil. <laughs> I'm saying what they said. I don't say yeah. I agree with it. Yeah, <laughs> they wanted to study the evil, so they wanted him to become evil, so that they could study him. Here, here's a question I have for you guys, because uh, I always find this utterly, utterly unrealistic. But maybe you guys think there's a chance of this being real. Do you think there will ever, ever again be? A moment where we find that large of a space underground where something is there where we didn't know it was there. Yeah. <laughs> We're running out of space. We're running out of space. I'm just saying we've searched pretty much <laughs> everywhere at this point. Like, especially under <laughs> London? You're going to tell me 
that because they were doing a new tunnel for their, you know, whatever, that they found that much, you know, tomb space? I think uh, I think the Roman, it's Roman catacombs, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think that there's going to be some corridors that are going to have, like, expand open that we haven't found yet. Okay. Well, when it happens... You can, you know, you can celebrate being right, but I just, I feel like we've figured this stuff out. I was thinking that when I was watching the original Mummy this morning, because the yeah. same thing happens in every Mummy movie. It's like, look at all, like, these miles of underground things that we knew nothing about. And I guarantee you there's some tombs that have yet to be uncovered in Egypt. You think so? Yeah. I don't know, man. I think there may be a few dinosaur bones left to find, but I, I really can't see, like, big old tombs and that kind of stuff anymore. Well, aren't there there are places in the the world that uh, we've never been to, right? Aren't there tribes, or did I just is that? Yeah, a, we find tribes fake, in like the websites. Congo and the Amazon all the sure, time. Sure, yeah, but now we found them. Yeah, no, we haven't. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Aaron's like, yeah, they're there. Prove we, to me right done. now that we found anything we haven't found. <laughs> well, say, say that question again. Say that question again. That was purposeful. Okay. That was purposeful. <laughs> Anyways, um, can I, I say? I was going to go back, going back to him dying and her dying, being resurrected from like early in the movie. They never, the rules were never clear. So I never cared or knew anytime somebody died or like nobody was ever in danger to me because I never, I didn't understand the rules of the universe. Right. That's a great point. They were so convoluted and nonspecific at the beginning that I don't. And my, so one of the things I'm worried about with the whole universe, the whole franchise, is do these rules transfer over everything? Is everybody going to be that immune or susceptible to death and resurrection and not yeah. like without the rules? It's a zombie or a ghost or a mummy or but they're not the same thing, so don't mix them up, you know? Or can he? You know what I mean? Absolutely. I didn't understand. The world, so the world meant nothing to me. Well, and again, it comes, you know, it's set up with the fact that he survives this plane crash without any explanation. And it's like, well, if nobody's going to die and you're never going to tell us why they're not dying, like, how are we ever supposed to feel like we have anything invested in who lives and dies and what it means? You know? It seems like a no-brainer that the first movie of the franchise, you have to set up the rules of the franchise. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's true. And they didn't. They didn't even set up the rules for this movie. That's a great point. Yeah, there's that just it it just steals any foundation you have to enjoy anything because you just you don't know where you are. Yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> well, anything else, guys? Anything else you want to bring up? I would you... say I, I think you guys kind of touched on this already. I, you know, the Brendan Fraser mummy was is not my favorite by any stretch of the imagination, but I would say you could watch that a hundred times before watching. Like, yeah. I watched that a hundred times. It's a lot more accessible. I really enjoyed it. I watched it this morning, and uh, and I don't know if it's just coming off of this version of the Mummy, but I I I was like, yes, that's how. Because here's the thing: I forget too when I go back and watch even movies from what was that, eighteen years ago, um, which I guess is a long time, but you know, you know, about half my life ago. Um, when I go back and watch these movies, you realize how much time they spend on character development, and if you do it right. And you yeah. don't get bored with it. Like if you're actually developing the characters, it can really serve the story. I would have never thought that the original Mummy had great character development, but compared to this, it was like I yeah. really understood Brendan Fraser. I really understood the female lead in that movie. I'm Rachel pretty, Wise. Uh, is that who it was? Yeah. yeah. I think, yeah. Really? It was Rachel Wise. Uh, yeah. I, uh, it changed. It changed though, didn't it? In the franchise. No. I think this, or she, maybe. was she in all four of them, or all three of them, or what? All. There's a four of them, uh, one there. Mummy, Three or four. Tomb of the Dragon Emperor with Jet Li. 
And the one with the rock was that three or two? Two was the rock. I think. Two was the Scorpion King one. She was in that. I don't think. I think okay. they killed her off. Well, anyways, I was really impressed with with Brendan Fraser, Rachel Wise, even John Hanna, who I'm, I'm just looking at his name here, but he was the brother that was yeah, John, yeah he, he was great. He, he was, was in great a, in it. Was he like wasn't he yeah. in like Spart or a Spartacus or one of those movie or shows as well? Uh, could be, could be, but he's even, on Agents of Shield right now. Oh, is he? But even you go yeah. to the secondary characters, uh, like you know the head of the group that was trying to protect them. They're the Americans on the on the boat that they meet that are racing them to the mo- like all of them are well defined enough that you know who they are and you know kind of what their role is in this world and yeah uh and it's just it reminded me that there's real value to figuring out how to do that because overall it's a goofy little movie with a you know a, a plot that doesn't yeah. always hold together but it's it's fun to watch and it's interesting and you like hanging out with those people yeah the I, period I totally the period aspect is um more interesting too, setting it in a, a period. I know they mm-hmm. probably couldn't do that with the franchise in this one. Um, I think they but could. I, have. I do have to say, I I do take minor issue that you keep referring to that one as the original when we've already established. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. The I'm 1936 sorry. 1936 is the quintessential yeah, in the every 30s. way. In every way, it is yeah. like <laughs> it's it's a Universal movie too, right? It's yeah. not like it was even you know yeah. Universal's. Yeah. Or, I apologize for that. That's just bad. Yeah, uh, yeah the bad Bor- on my part. Is it Boris Karloff who was the first mummy? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I that's the one I rewatched again last night after watching this one. And you know, it's it is what it is as far as the era of it. You mean you're always going to deal with it's just not scary anymore and right. things like that. But um, it was like you you can't beat it for nostalgia, but also because it does like it sets everything. And obviously, this new one follows the the Brendan Fraser one more because it's an action movie, not a horror movie. But um, the original, while being a lot of talking, it's you know it's got some clear suspense. Like it's not an action movie; it's a suspense drama. Mm. You know, yeah. Um, so tonally, it's you know it's a completely different animal, obviously. But yeah, it's worth it's worth watching the original, even for just nostalgia's sake. You may not. Yes, I mean comparatively for nineteen thirty two or 36 or whenever it came out it's you know it probably still holds up as a great movie it's a little hard to be that vested in it on that level now sure. you know yeah yeah it's i mean you know movie making has gotten so much better yeah. since then yeah. um storytelling remains uh, a, a gift but movie making itself the technical aspects of it have gotten so much better that it makes it yeah. hard to compare sometimes yes i am speaking of the 1999 mummy what would we call it a remake <laughs> <laughs> relaunch reboot, reboot of the mummy franchise for universal uh with brendan Fraser. so that's about all i i had to say guys like there's you know there's nothing else really spoiler wise our sif po- our uh, our spoiler cast this week was did this make sense to you <laughs> did this scene make sense to you and all of us we we, we can't talk about the dark scene it was a, it was a chase scene a car chase scene that was so where he's getting attacked by zombies, I guess. Yeah. You know, while they're driving through the forest or whatever. Yeah. Um, that I don't have, I, I just don't under like that whole scene. I understood I, what was happening because of movie, but I did not, I, I did not see a specific thing happen in that, in that whole sequence. I don't remember thinking that during that sequence. It was, for me, it was the church right before that where I couldn't see what was going on. Yeah, that was the only time in the in the actual church. Uh, I was like, wow, this is really dark. I can't imagine watching this yeah. in a regular theater. Yeah, um, can, but I can don't I remember say during my, the driving scene. My pro that I couldn't do in the earlier because it was a um, 
um, a spoiler, but I liked, I really liked when he's, they're getting away and he realizes that he's brought them right back without knowing it. Yeah, that was yeah, cool. I like that, that. That first time in the car, whenever he's like, whenever, you know, you don't see the car turn or whatever, but he pulls up and you see that she's right there in front of the church. Yeah. And that, I thought that was a really solid reveal. And I like that aspect. I would like to have seen more of that in the movie. I know they were fighting with it the whole time, but I feel like you could have really made that, like made him not, like that the point of the movie is like he can't be trusted even though he's the one that needs to fix it the most. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like they touched on it but that could have been the that could have been the whole movie and that would have been a more interesting movie. Oh too. yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. I totally agree with that. And you're right. That was very well executed. I remember being hit by that um in a in a in a really good way. I was sitting next to Aaron in the theater and halfway through the movie he just goes, "Oh man." <laughs> Did I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Halfway through the movie, that must have been when the first act was over. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I, I looked I was, at it that 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 scene, that airplane scene, when it got over, we were um, we were almost fifty minutes into the movie. Wow, maybe forty five with the with the uh, maybe I'm thinking about credits. Yeah. Anyway, it was way too long for a first act because uh, I was because they did exposition of the the world, then they did exposition of the characters. Uh, then they got to the characters with the, like that whole first scene of them. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Well, here's the problem with that first scene, which is them, uh, I guess in Iraq trying to steal stuff from Iraqis, right? Like, yeah. So, well, it's like the third or fourth scene that should be the first scene. Right. But, yeah. but then they end up, you know, calling in an airstrike. Right. And it reveals where we're going with our plot that there's something under here. Right. So yeah. my big problem with that is it never reveals anything about our main character in any way that is attractive to the audience or interesting to the audience. I mean, what, he's a thief going down into a city to steal things? Like, yeah. that's not Indiana Jones going on an adventure. Yeah. That's not, you know... Um, and he's a bully to his friends. Yeah, like, <laughs> it, it's just a really weird way. And again, like I said, it goes back to how they describe the, the character in that opening intro that I read. is totally different than the character I saw you know, put on yeah. the screen. Where'd they get all that mercury? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of thermometers. Yeah, sales went down that so year. There's a mer- whole there's a whole planet of it just a little bit away from yeah, us. Exactly. So. Has mercury been <laughs> dripping for five thousand years into that little cavern? <laughs> That's a lot of mercury. Oh, that is so man. much mercury. Um, I have a question actually for you guys for one of the moments. Um, that I liked, but I don't know. I liked it in the moment, but I don't know how I felt about it in the like the whole movie. Mm. But that sequence, whenever she's convincing him that he's a good person, and he's like, "How do you know?" And she says, "There was one parachute you gave it to me." It was just this like cool heart moment where, mm-hmm. and he, and then he says, "I thought there was another one." I laughed. I thought I thought that was a really character defining moment. I like that moment. Yeah, but I don't understand. I don't know if I feel like it fit with the whole thing or not. Yeah, I well, still laughed. I, yeah, there could have been more of that. A little more of the you know, um, I love you, I know, you know, kind of moments of that yeah. that kind of character. You know, that that just uh, that tries to diffuse anything sentimental. But um, yeah, but for that for that moment, I thought it you know it worked for what it was. Yeah. Okay. Like, there's I not- like the moment. I just overall, I was just, I just don't know if it fit. You know what I mean? If yeah. it if it fit with the movie. Well, and I just don't feel like I don't feel like I ever bought their relationship, like ever. 
Sure. Like, yeah. uh, no, even, even in that sentimental moment, I just I just did not buy their chemistry. At all. Yeah. There's not a lot to unbox or untomb with this movie, I guess I should say. <laughs> yeah. It's just pretty bland. Yep. That's it. Unless you guys have something else. No. Well, thanks for joining us for the uh, spoiler cat, the Sif spoil for The Mummy. Uh, where we basically just told each other all the things that didn't make sense to us. Yep. And that's what happens with a movie <laughs> like this. Uh, we'll be back with uh, spoilers for Cars 3 next week. Wow. Uh, and then, uh, wow. And then uh, we'll, we'll spoil all the who wins all the races, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, and just so you know. <laughs> we'll see it's you the then. the Rocky of car racing. <laughs> that's right. Bye. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.